Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Dumb and Drummer again, uh, where we learn about drums, different perspectives of learning, uh, just other drummers and why they do what they do. Uh, today, our guest is Victoria. Hello, thank you for being with us. Hello, hello. Uh, and for those that don't know, tell us uh, who you are, a little about what you do, and uh, what you uh, about how you, you know, um, just playing drums. Tell us about that. So, so, okay. So my name is Victoria. Obviously, as you said, a lot of people call me Vicky on my Instagram. I have it as Vicky a lot. Um, I'm 22 years old. I'm from Miami, Florida, but now I live in San Antonio, Texas. Um, right now I currently play for a band called Joex Yanni. So we've been doing a couple shows. Um, and you can check that on my Instagram, Victoria V. Rizk. Um, and what was, so, so sorry, what was the next thing after like who I am? Oh, uh, just like tell us a bit about what you do. Like, uh, so you, you said you're playing with uh, your uh, band right now. What kind of music is it? Yeah. So it's actually Kwonpa based. So um, I'm actually half Haitian. My mom mm -hmm. is from Haiti and these boys are from Haiti as well. Okay. Um, it's Dro and Yanni and they made a band Dro X Yanni. Um, so they're from Haiti and we play Kwonpa. So that's the genre for like, the Caribbean um, Haitian culture. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Kompa before. I actually, I honestly haven't. I have not. No? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's like a, it's a genre where, you know, it's meant for people to dance mainly. Okay. Um, yeah, it's mostly the clave, just like, dun, 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 dun. Okay. Like, that's the base of the, of the whole genre. So that's basically what I'm focusing on right now. Um, I didn't really grow up playing that music. I just grew up listening to it. But um, so that's what I'm doing as a drummer, playing compa mostly. But I also grew up playing at church. Um, okay. Yeah, I started playing at church when I was about like uh, 15, 16. And I my first, you know, the first things that I played were gospel and then R&B and then pop. And then now I'm into Caribbean music. Awesome. Well, so you're pretty yeah. well-rounded. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, and you and you also went to Berkeley, right? Yes, I went to Berkeley for four years from 2016 to 2020. So I didn't really have a graduation last year. Um, oh, sorry. So I just, you know, I graduated on my couch, which is all cool, though, you know. But it was it was a good four years where I connected with a ton of people, and you know, Berkeley is really a blessing. So. There's yeah. so many. Do you, do you, awesome. do you feel, I'm sure you feel like you gained a lot from going there or from attending. Yeah, I did. I gained, I, it sounds funny, but I actually gained a lot of confidence going to Berkeley because I think the number one thing about Berkeley is that there's a lot of competition, competition. You don't have to really look at it as competition, but it kind of is natural, you know, for musicians. Right. So I'll go to a school and then you see someone better than you or you hear someone next to your practice room all yeah. chopping and you're like, damn, I can't do that, you know? So then it kind of motivates you to do even more and, you know, keep on uh, getting better and growing. So, and I met a lot of people. So Berkeley gave me a lot of confidence. You know, it gave me a lot of, you know, discipline and focus on what I really want to do in life in general. And I just met a lot of people all around the world, pretty much. That's, like a That's awesome. School, you know. There's actually a ton of really good cats that that came from Berkeley. I know, like Matt Garska, uh, Matt Bover. Um, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not sure if uh, 
did did Pridgen go or Thomas Pridgen? Yeah, did didn't, didn't he go to Berkeley? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're just like where if I heard like I can't not knock on that practice room door. If I hear somebody chopping out and they're just killing it, like I gotta be like did did you know like hey can you show me that like can you show me a little bit of that you know I'm sure I'm sure people hear you and think the same thing though I mean like it's it that's full circle. There's been a couple times, yeah, where like so in the practice rooms, like there's just like a like a crazy ton of practice rooms just all surrounded kind of in a circle, mm -hmm. and people are always just walking around. And I remember sometimes That's when I'd be playing, some sometimes people would be like, "Dan, Dan, Dan," yeah, they're like, "Oh my god, like, dang, you're so good, like, and you know you're female or whatever, and you can do wow. those jobs." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Yeah, I'm a girl. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. I know. <laughs> thanks for noticing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and that was always one of the number one things. But I guess I guess it's something that I can flaunt and kind of like have an edge to it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, th I think we're going well, to work that a bit too. Uh, and actually, that kind of brings us to uh, one of the other questions is uh, you, uh, you're the first female drummer we've had on the show, which is cool. Hey. Uh, but it must be kind of complex to be viewed as a female drummer, not just a drummer. And, yeah. and I'm sure it's always a female drummer and not they're just a drummer, you know. And uh, what what can you tell us about the ups and downs of that? Like you said, like how you were saying, you can kind of just flaunt it. I mean, you might as well use it to your advantage when you can. Right. Yeah. Um, so definitely one pro is that like when I'm on stage already, like kind of all eyes are on the you know the the girl like mm -hmm. if, if there's a band full of men and it's just me on drums which has happened before they're like the only thing that's like sticking out is you know the girl that's on the drums so obviously that's already one like attention seeker so i guess you get noticed a little bit oh yeah for sure like um at berkeley that's when i noticed it um already like at berkeley that was the only time i ever like actually started picking that up because um, mm -hmm. most, you know, people that play drums are guys. Mm -hmm. So if they see a girl drummer at a concert already, they're like, what What do we expect, you know? So that's already cool because I'm not saying I want all eyes on me, but it's cool because I got to show my talent and people are recognizing me, you know, as a, as a girl, you know, you know, doing cool stuff. Mm -hmm. But a, a con, a con is that, sometimes men can seem like they're superior and they know more than a female drummer. Um, and also the fact that I play drums, sometimes people think like, oh, you're dumb because you play drums. And at Berkeley, like a lot of people, you know, like the jazz people and things like that, oh. like, like music theory wise, like a lot of times they can, they can try to seem like, you know, you're a drummer, you don't really know, you know, music sometimes per se. So I've gotten that too. That's... So being a girl and then a drummer sometimes also both is like, but it's like so because really, really so, so, so you kind of had you kind of dealt with the drummers aren't real musicians thing, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow, I I kind of wouldn't expect that. Me neither. Yeah, no, especially not at no. Berkeley. Like, no. I, I got accepted into Berkeley. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I mean, like. No, yeah, that happens a lot. Believe it or not. Wow. That's, wow. I mean, you know, there are a plethora of dumb drummer jokes out there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't really, I can't really blame them. Sometimes, like, sometimes I do get lost with music theory, but that's whenever you go like way too far into music theory, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But basics, I'm good. 
<laughs> Berkeley taught me the basics. That's awesome. And as yeah. far as um, I, I, I always try to be careful about the subject because um, like I have a lot of respect for all drummers. Like I, I really make it a point, and I'm not like virtue signaling or anything right now, or not trying to at least uh, that to never like say negative things about drummers like publicly. Like it, like if you played a, a video and it was like a practice pad video and you didn't even play with the click, I'm not gonna be like you know you should really like play with the click if you're gonna do a practice pad video because that's educational. You know I'm, I'm never gonna do that. There are like so many other um, female drummers that on their pages it's like they get more they get a lot more views. I mean and, and this is the kind of like a it's a tough subject to to bring up, but I would love your perspective on that that in the female drumming community or, you know, the drumming community and your female, you know, however you, however you did the correct way to say that, uh, what, what's, what's your perspective on that? Like if you're, like if you're getting a lot of, you know, views on your page, you're getting a lot of exposure, but maybe the skill level isn't there. I mean, or the same thing for guys too. I mean, there's, there's guys out there that get tons of views and you watch the videos and you're like, yeah, really? Like, yeah. why are you bringing the table? Like, I'm, I'm interested to know your perspective. Yeah. I've, I've focused on that a lot. Right now, I haven't been posting a lot on Instagram because I'm just kind of trying to take a break from that a lot, too, because sometimes guys can come with comments that are weird, um, you know, so, but that, that's a whole different story. I'm a, so I'm a, <laughs> don't answer your question. Um, so my view on that is I know a lot of um, female musicians, they, they, they kind of can like, you know, dress dress up and then like put a lot of makeup on and then just kind of entertain i think a lot of them now since people like like a lot of viral things like just like you know 15 second things i think they just want to entertain and kind of just you know be viral for being a pretty girl that really can't play the drums but she's doing just enough to get by to keep getting more views and likes Mm -hmm. that i mean I don't like to judge people if they want to become, you know, famous for being pretty on the drums. That's cool. It can only take you so far. But I believe like, um, you know, I, I like true authenticity, you yeah. know, thing about, about, you know, as female musicians that um, me sometimes, I don't know if this is off topic, but sometimes I like to play without no makeup and without doing my hair and just showing the drums, not me, you know, showing yeah. the drums. And I think there's a time to like dress up and look nice to get likes, you know? Yeah. But I don't think that should be the main focus every single time. I think the main focus should be like trying to inspire people, you know, because uh, it's happened so many times where I do a chop and I actually don't know what chop I did, but someone's like, oh my God, you inspired me to learn that chop. So then I have to rethink and I'm like, what did I do? So I <laughs> think of what I did so I can learn it so I can teach it to more than one person because you can't really teach anyone with like you know your your beauty i guess you know yeah the way how like my view on it is kind of like if they if they want to look pretty for the gram that can only take you so far and i feel like you can get even farther with um the value that you have because i feel like you know nobody can take what you have in your mind so i like to i like to kind of show them what i have what i'm playing in my mind you know because nobody can take my beauty. They can just take, you know, what I can have to offer, you know, to them. I don't know if that make. I don't know if I'm putting my words in. Oh my gosh, that's that's not only well, refreshing but sense. crystal clear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I I like I like to look at um, 
views as like value like what do i have to offer to give to the person instead of just getting views just to get views like that's not going to do anything that's not really going to make me you know the the money that i need to have a house in 10 years views and likes aren't going to get you the gigs nah yeah that's that's true and and that's what Hmm? even if it does you might get one gig and then but it's not like yeah. something consistent you exactly. know exactly um do you know who uh jerome garnett is no i don't so, uh he's i would say underrated but i don't think he's underrated i think uh, people that know who he is know he's amazing um he's endorsed by soul tone he does um some he, if you look up youtube building blocks to gospel chops um he does a really, oh, yes. he's a really good job of breaking this stuff down. He's just a really good, like, I just love the guy. I mean, I love taking lessons with him. He's just, he's just an all around great human being. Um, completely humble. I mean, this dude can just rip. I mean, he can rip for days and he's like, I will tell you with no ego, there are drummers I know that could chop a hundred times better than me and I would never hire them. Hmm. I mean, he's like, I'm a music producer as well. He's like, I would never hire them to play on my music because they, they, they can't, they can't hold down a beat without right. a five minute solo, you know? So yeah. it's just like that, that, that is not the likes and views and the abilities that you have to chop out on social media. I love what you said about, you know, for a 15 second clip and it, oh my gosh. And then you just keep on scrolling to the next drummer or whatever. There's bands that look at that and be like, I, I don't want that. I, I don't no. need that. That's not. I, I need a musician. I need a well-rounded person who can be part of the team and and add value to our group. You know, not. I mean, when it comes time to solo, yeah, it's nice if you have that, but that's not exact. That's not all of what we're looking for. Yeah, I actually went through that stage a little bit. I remember at Berkeley when there would be like shed sessions all the time. You know, and I would go, and then someone would film me, and I would post on Instagram, and then I would get like so many views and comments and likes and stuff. And I remember I loved that for a while. So that's all I did. Um, but, but I don't know, you just don't really get nothing, nothing from that, you know? So then I was, I started posting like just, you know, normal videos of me playing, you know, actual gig things. Mm -hmm. And that's when people on Instagram would start to message me and be like, oh, do you want to play for this gig that's coming up? Or do you want to play for, you know, different things? And that's when I realized I was like, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, yes, it's good to have both. And there's a time for for you know chopping out but there's also a time to like to like relax and respect the music and respect the artists you know because if i wanted to be a drummer artist whatever then i'll go chopping you know yeah whatever but gotta be you know you know smart smart about it yeah Yeah, it's actually really refreshing to hear someone else say that and especially with uh, your abilities and your your reach is you know far bigger than or far greater than mine just viewing it like a currency like if you're so you got 10,000 you know views on the on your last video but like you said like what what's the value it's like I got all this money in my bank account but I'm not happy you know it kind of reminds me that it's like it's like that all the money in the world is still not going to fix your problems it's not going to provide happiness necessary I mean and like you said maybe for a while I mean it's like it's like a it's like a drug you kind of you kind of get addicted to it you're like oh let me let I mean let me go for twenty. Let me go for fifty thousand. You know, let me go for oh, I got three hundred comments on the last video and that sort of thing. And then you expect that shit every time, and then mm-hmm. it's just like it's not even about the drums anymore. It's it, no. you just lost your way. So yep, re- really yeah. really good to hear your your side of that. Nice. So what do you uh 
kind of moving on from that, what uh, what are your goals do you have for 2021? Speaking of like new gigs and stuff, what uh, do you have anything coming up that you can talk about or do you have any drumming goals you're working on? So what I have coming up right now, um, the artists that I'm playing for, it's two artists. Um, so, and it's actually together. I don't know if you remember. Drone yeah, Yanni. yeah, the, the two guys, yeah. That. Yeah, so it's called Droix Yanni. So it's two guys and then it's um, it's me, guitar player, another guitar player, um, bass and piano. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys the whole band, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what we're, what we're doing, um, we are, they're finishing the album, which is going to re- release, what is it? We're in May 8th. It's going to release the end of this month. Nice. Um, and then we're probably going to try to have um, like a big virtual, because we're still doing virtual things a little bit. Um, we're going to have a big virtual show this summer. Um, we're trying to see if we can have it in Santo Domingo in Dominican Republic. Um because Haiti's not doing that well right now. We might not be able to go to Haiti for, for a while, maybe. But um, so we're trying to have a big show in Dominican Republic. If not, it'll be in Miami because that's where kind of our home base is yeah. in Miami, Florida. So they're going to finish the album. There's going to be great artists on there, which I'm really excited and kind of nervous at the same time because um, Sean Kingston is actually on the, their album. And I grew up listening to Sean Kingston. so. I'm kind of nervous for that. So my goal, definitely something I've been trying to do, which is, you know, it might not seem, you know, too crazy for us drummers that practice a lot, but I'm trying to practice um, drums eight hours a day. Um, and that includes, that includes even the practice pad, the practice pad. Damn, so, man. yeah. That's, so that's I, I kind of like, yeah, I kind of like split it, split it out. Um, I haven't reached it yet. Cause I've been doing other things as well. But for the most part, I, I was trying, I've been doing maybe like four to six, um, aside from everything that I've been doing, but I'm trying, that's a goal of mine. I really want to start doing like eight hours a day, like just cause I want to do that one thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of the, I think it's like 10,000 hours or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to try that. So, um, I think it's pretty cool. Brett, have you ever heard no, of that No, what is that? Um, so it's like, they said you, I think you master something once you've hit like 10,000 hours, yep. like if you practice on something for 10,000 hours or 10 years. <laughs> yeah. How long is that? So, ten, 10 years or 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. So that, that's, that's, okay. what they, that's what they say. Yeah. yeah. So I've been wanting to like track mm-hmm. that down, like, you know, to see my progress and, you know, to, you know, just keep, to keep pushing myself. So that's one thing that I that I've been thinking of this year to try to do to start the ten thousand hour journey. Awesome. Yeah. Eight, <laughs> yeah. eight, hour, eight hours a day for anything is is absolutely crazy to me. But uh, Matt, Matt Garska actually um, said the same thing. I think he was he was. I don't know if that's a Berkeley thing or if that's just like a a, a, a challenge in the drum drumming community in general. But he he said the same thing. He was like he was going to go for forty hours a week. And not, I mean, like you start the timer when you're playing, not when you take breaks, not when you hit the bathroom, not when you eat food, like none of that counts. 40 hours of just practice. Right. Like that is insane to me. And you actually just said it. It is a Berkeley thing because um, for me, when I say that out loud, like it's not that crazy to me. Like I'll just practice, you know, but for other people, they'll be like, what? And then to me, I'm like, well, I mean, it's my job. 
I remember. Um, yeah. I remember my my professor, my former professor James Murphy. I don't know if you know him. I do know James Murphy, the James the guy Murphy. that always wears the uh, yeah little, that hat. Uh, little hat, and he always uh, God, that guy's setup is like yeah, it's trash is like all the way at the ceiling. And the toms are all like one level. He's got the snare like yes, real high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that guy's that guy's cool as shit. I didn't know he was your professor. Yeah, he was the one that actually inspired me to play drums. Dick. Um, yeah, he was the one who inspired me because when I went to Berkeley, I was gonna quit my first year. Um, I wasn't doing that well my first year. Yeah, and wow. then I remember, like, I still remember. It's like very vivid, like a very vivid memory where. Like we were, you know, we had our in um, our private instruction already and I was about to leave. And I told him, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna come back next year. And then he was telling me like, why? Like, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I just really don't feel like it. Like, I don't know if drums are for me or anything. And then, you know, we had a very long talk where he was like, like, you know, the first 30 seconds I heard you, like, I, I, I heard you play and, you know, you can play, you know? Like, all I need is like 10, 30 seconds to hear someone. And I know that like they can play or they can't play. And he was like, with you, like I heard that. And he was all telling me, you know, take me next semester, you know, and then, you know, we can, you know, we can keep on growing and stuff. So I ended up taking him next semester and then it just ended up happening perfectly. I took him for the rest of the time I was at Berkeley. That's amazing. Um, yeah, That's awesome. he, was, he was just like, stay because, you know, you have a gift that you got to keep on working on, you know? So I was like, Okay, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, do you do y'all stay still keep in touch? We do on Instagram, yeah. Um de yeah, definitely. Uh he was one of the first ones legit to like, you know, sit me down and just, you know, he was the one his his method, I don't know if you know glue method. That's the one that started getting me to like work on my work on my chops and fills and everything. What is the glue method? It's basically like it's um different stickings. So um, the the stickings are like right, uh, right, left, right, right, kick, right, left, right, right, kick, like simple, simple, simple things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we just work on it with the metronome. And then ever since then, I would just do those simple little stickings. And then, you know, you orchestrate them. And it's yeah. like, it's a whole different world whenever you start messing around with them. And he was the one who kind of taught me like, Drums are kind of simple. You just really need to like break it down, you know, do it repetitive, repetitively. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all yours. Like it's, it's mad easy, pretty much. You just got to keep on practicing it. Like chop, like people come to me and they're like, dang, how do you play those chops? And I'm like, it's not even that hard. <laughs> like yeah, you just yeah. have to know what you're playing. You just play it. You keep going, raise the tempo, keep going. And then you just keep going from there. And that's not it. enough. People want to slow down. They want to be blazing fast from the get go and then yeah. get frustrated when they're not that fast. Uh, you, you need to sit there and each sticking each accent yeah. and then slowly build that up. Yes. Cause that's how you end up knowing, you know, cause yeah. once you have it in here, like mad slow, I remember, um, it was Matt Bover actually, you know, Matt Bover, right? He won. Uh, he was. He was one of the Guitar Center drum off, drum off winners at one point, right? He used to have a mohawk. No. I don't think. I don't think he. I don't think he did. No. No, I'm thinking. Okay, no, I'm thinking someone else. You said Matt, right? Matt yeah. Bolter. Matt. Never Matt mind. Bolter. I'm thinking someone yeah. else. Never mind. He's he's yeah. so insane. I mean, that that dude. He's a machine. He was the one who told me to practice like at 4 dBPM. 
So that's what I would do. And then once wow. you practice at such a slow pace, like you don't even need to think about it anymore. Your hands just go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So once you're, once you're there, um, then, you know, obviously you just keep going up and then you, you get faster and faster, but you can't get faster just by going fast. <laughs> like, yeah. Right off the bat. Or, or also like, I think we touched on this before, like what's the application for that? I mean, so you can, you can, you can just blaze. I mean, if you're not playing a solo, like what, what's right. the, practical, you know, I mean, and, and honestly, you know what the practical application is speed metal. And none of these drummers. That was that was one of the detriments when I started playing drums is I wanted to just play fast blast beats and double bass. And that was it. And I I learned no technique whatsoever. Didn't practice with the metronome. I was just like, I want to play fast. Yeah. You're you're, you're the Ricky Bobby of uh, you're like, I want to go fast. Yup. Exactly. And and, and honestly, you never you never see these drums. Maybe minus like Mike Mangini, who uh, didn't he teach at Berkeley for a while? Yeah, he did actually. I don't think I ever met him, but he did. Oh my yeah. gosh, another just great human being. But I think he played for Anthrax or something. Mangini? Yeah, I think he he like sat in on an album or something like that because there was like a, a video in the studio and he's got that um that twitch. He's got he's got like the, some of the fastest hands like in the business. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because he, he he went to the competition. He went to the singles competition, and he's just like. He's just relaxing with these tiny little sticks and his hands are just a blur and he's using like kind of French grip and it's all, it's all fingers and he's just blazing. But I mean, for that band, he, they hired him because they're, they're like, wow, you can like roll with every limb. So he would just, you know, he would have a twitch and he would play all these uh, really complex, but I mean, really complex. The complexity is because of the speed. It's not the complexity because of the notes, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, he, like people can't do what he does, but that, yeah, again, that's not what you see. Like, hey, if you want to play fast, there's tons of there's speed metal and black metal and all kinds of yeah. black beats and stuff you can learn. But, I mean, aside from that, there's not really a practical application for... Oh, no, and realistically, when it comes to getting gigs, that stuff doesn't do you crap because the bands yeah. that need blast beats and double bass already have a drummer. They're not hiring session drummers, you know? Yeah. That's their buddy they drink beer and uh, smoke weed with. They're not yeah, yeah. hiring a professional musician. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But um, I think I went off topic for a little bit. What I was going to say about the Berkeley thing was that um, there, uh, I think I was talking, I think I was talking about how, J- oh, James Murphy, he was like, when you get behind the kit, um, just think of it like, this is your job. Like, this is how you're going to provide yourself and your family and like the world, you know? Hmm. So that's why whenever I think of like eight hours, I'm like, meh it's eight hours of me and I'm investing in myself. I'm investing in my family and I'm investing in whoever else I can inspire, you know? Yeah. So when he told me, when he was like, whenever you sit behind the kit, just think of it like, this is your job now, you know, like yeah. this is where you're awesome. living. So every time I sit behind that kit, I, I like it, that always goes in my mind. I'm like, okay, so this is not only for me, but the hours that I'm putting in is also, you know, to help my mom, you know, when I'm older or when she's older, you know, to help my siblings, to help yeah. my friends, to help everyone, you know, um, you know, music wise and also, you know, money wise, you know, because we all live with money. But yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's how I kind of look at it. Whenever I sit behind the kit and I pra- and I want to practice for eight hours, that's kind of like my um, logic behind that. Like also the the eight hour thing, I was just thinking about it. like I work a, a a phone job, and I work from home. Like there's nothing stopping me from having a reflex pad, 
mm-hmm. on a stand right next to me. I, I mean, I, I'm on a standing mm-hmm. desk. I can just literally, ha- yeah, I mean, you have a practice pad right there, don't you? You got your reflex pad on a stand. Yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, reflex. Hell yeah. Shout out to reflex. This podcast is brought to you by reflex. <laughs> Buy one today at reflex.com. Do we know that's anybody that knows anybody at Reflex? We need to get in touch with them ASAP. Um, I, I did ask them actually to come on. Oh, did? Oh, sick. Yes, and they told me to. Fuck up. No, no, they, um, they, uh, it's not the right time. So the, okay. because of uh, COVID and stuff like that, but we're we're gonna circle back. We're gonna have them on. Oh, uh, cool. Eventually, didn't know that. Sweet. But yeah, I, I think like, um, like some days, you know, I have, you know, an hour between calls, and maybe I'm just, you know, I'm, I could take a break. I mean, I have this free time or whatever. I don't know why. I don't just chop out rudiments or something or work on uh, single stroke rolls or, or something, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not hard to practice. Like, you know, it is hard to practice for other people. If you play like trumpet or some shit, mm. you know I mean? I mean, there, there are instruments that, you know, you, you can't take out your practice pad and just, you know, work on stuff. It, you, you have right. to play the instrument itself, but yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely inspiring me to, to, to have a little home, home setup, yeah, and 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 work because I mean, there's there's just so much value in that. Just keeping your hands, keeping them warm, you know, uh, keeping yourself challenged and things like that, and you know, yeah, you can and I'm, yeah, and I'm happy that like you know I got this opportunity with the people that I'm playing with during COVID, and I I actually got it almost a year from now. Actually, they hit me up like um i think june 1st they hit me up and i graduated literally like a year ago may 9th Mm -hmm. which was last year you know COVID hit and everything and then everybody's like oh man like what are what are we going to do as musicians right now and i got the opportunity this summer so i'm so happy that you know that's what motivated me to keep just playing drums because i have so many friends that right now they're still not really touching the drums because they're so down and depressed and you know, they have a lot of anxiety and stuff like that because they really like they have no other way of, you know, getting a, a kit. They're just in a in a room. You know, they can't play drums if they're living in an apartment around yeah. people or they just don't have the drums. Some people actually go to Berkeley to practice the drums, you know, yeah, the Berkeley kit. So I'm like just like greatly blessed that I had this opportunity right like when not when right when Corona hit, but right when I graduated during a horrible, probably the worst time we've ever had in yeah. history, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still going now. Um, so right now I'm taking a little break. We don't have shows yet, but um, definitely still, still doing like the, sorry, my brother just called me. He, <laughs> <You're> good. <laughs> <You're> good. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. You guys are here? No. There you go. Okay. <laughs> This is this is the beauty of the editing process is that yeah. this, this never happened. So, <laughs> never yeah. happened. You'll never see it again. We'll just we'll just cut <laughs> seamlessly to the next clip and and it'll be fine. Uh, so so you have you have a drum set at your house set up where yes. you can play. I do. I, it's actually outside. Um, I'm again like I'm super blessed. Like my outside. mom, she flipped. Yeah. So so check this. So my mom flips houses. So she has you know workers and herself too. Like they they kind of like build houses yeah and they they built like a little um what is it called like just like a small a small house like a shed house yeah yeah pretty much and then they built that for me and then i put my drums there the only thing i'm missing now are mics i really want to get mics because i'm not good at that stuff yet 
um, learning about like logic and mics and all that stuff. But yeah. that's another goal too, by the way. Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's another goal too. That's, to that's actually something I just started on. I like just a few months ago, got my first set of mics and I got my new laptop and I'm just learning how to do that stuff. Nice. So that's me. Yeah. I recently just awesome. bought mics. So now it's like putting it into logic and actually figuring out how to like record. I got a, I got a guy. I got a guy I can put you in touch with that, really? uh, that helped me a lot with my drum tones that uses logic and he can help you with all that. What that'd be so great if yeah. you can send that to me after. He, he's he's real. Yeah, I'll 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 send you a, a DM with his information. He's absolutely wonderful. He's really helped me to get like, um, my tones dialed in. Like I don't like like I was using a trigger on my kick for a long time, and I had you know I, I had another buddy help me, and and he did a really good job. Like he actually helped me get everything off the ground. Like I owe him the world because he's the one who showed me like here's what to buy from Sweetwater and here's everything you need. And we spent like three hours dialing everything in. But then after a while, you're, you're, you're sound, you want your sound to kind of evolve. Like you, you know, you get the gear that you want and you get the, the, the textures and stuff like that that you want. And, and you want the mics to capture that sort of thing. Like I don't want to sit down and, 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 and or I don't want to post a video and, and make it sound like I'm playing on some electronic drum set or something like that, you know, or yeah. um, everything's super processed. Like I really like organic sounds and he really helped me to get like, like when you hear videos on Instagram, like that, that's the way my kit sounds about 90% accuracy or 90% like likeness. Uh, nice. to, so if you go in the room and sit down, which I, I take a lot of pride in, but it took a shitload of time to get here now. So it, it's, it, it's fun. Um, it's kind of maddening too, because then it's like, Oh, I need to get a room mic and I've never used one of those before. So how, how do I dial that in? Oh, I need to have underside snare mics. Um, to, to, and it, and it makes a world of difference to have that, or I need to have a certain type of overhead that's very expensive, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, welcome to, uh, the fold, I guess. Well, well welcome to another stressful part of your drumming career. <laughs> not, me, not, like, not that fun. <laughs> yeah. Like me, I've never been like a technology person. Like for some reason, I'm always really bad with phones, with computers, like, I, I only use like YouTube or something. And then my computer ends up crashing. And then my sister's like, what did you do? I'm like, nothing. I just opened <laughs> YouTube and everything so blew like, up. Yeah. So like, like me with the mics right now, like I'm, I'm kind of struggling. I've asked a few friends um, to help me because I really have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm watching like a shit ton of, what is it? Like tutorials. Nah. That, and I bought the, I brought the wrong cord like three times oh, in no. over the last two months. So like, my my mics have been sitting there for like almost two months because I keep like receiving the wrong. I'll, I'll I'll connect you with my guy and and he's 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 amazing. I mean he's he's very patient, uh, very hands on. Like actually, I don't even use Logic. We just screen shared. Oh. He showed me everything to do in Reaper, because I mean it's the same it's the same shit. Like when you're EQing, it's just a, it's just a different interface. I mean it's just different. It looks different. Yeah. I mean the the basic concepts are the same. So he's like put a high pass in here and set it to you know, 15,000. I'm like, I don't know what that shit means, but I know that, <laughs> I know that, you know, for, for drums, typically, um, you, you would want some sort of, um, EQ, um, so that your highs and lows, some sort of compression to right. make the huge drum sound to kind of dial it in. Cause people were listening on their fucking phone. That That's the other thing too, is where, who, who is your audience and how are they listening? Are you a big YouTube person? Maybe I watch YouTube on my Xbox, so I'm, I'm always watching, you know, uh, high quality or listening on high quality. But on Instagram, 
I, I, I listen with headphones on Instagram like never. Maybe in my car every once in a while if I'm like double checking a video, but I'm always listening on a phone speaker. So you got to mix for that shitty speaker. That's sure, a yeah. whole nother, that's a whole different story like as far as mixing goes. Like if you're mixing for a track or you're mixing for, you know, your social media. So that's something to keep in mind as well. But yeah, it, it's, it's kind of a rabbit hole, but damn, it feels good. And I know Brett can probably attest to this too, but when you get that first mix... And it isn't just I, I, off of one microphone, and it sounds so damn good. I mean, that's. And for me, thing. honestly, I seemed I felt very overwhelmed when I first got my. I like they actually sat there for a little while because I just felt like I have no idea where to start, and so I just kind of clipped them onto my drums, and they sat there clipped to my drums. And then uh, uh, when I finally went to go do it, I had a major software issue, and it was dead in the water for a little while. So I'm starting, I, it seemed very frustrating at first. And when I finally got the software issue picked out, which, which was uh, something on the company's end, I had to just wait until they released a fix for it. But just it's the initial getting the mics plugged in, everything set up and recording your drums is so easy. Mm-hmm. It's like 90% easy. And then the 10% is figuring out that mix. And that's the super frustrating part. But just getting your drums on rec- record, easy as hell. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt so much better after just getting over that hurdle. I was like, because basically what I'm using it for is demos anyway. I'm not going to be recording album quality stuff. And, you know, yeah. like he said, I'm recording stuff for a, a phone speaker. So, but um, you'll, I'm sure you'll be doing more than that with EQing and stuff like that. But once you get over the hurdle of actually like, oh, it's as easy as pressing a button that's record and everything's yeah. plugged in. Cool. You feel so much better after that. And it seems way less overwhelming and daunting. And that's 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 where I'm trying to get to is just automated. Like I mean, all all my stuff is a, it, it's a preset. Preset I'll open, everything. I'll open Reaper. I'll go to Project Templates. I'll, I'll choose the one that me and my buddy put together, and I'll hit Control R and and I'll, I'll play drums. And and when I'm done, right now I I have to tweak a couple things. Like um, my room mic level is never where I want it. Like because the room mic is really the best way. Like multiple room mics is. I don't. Do you have a room mic, Victoria? Um, I do. Okay, all right. So that 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 in my like a lot of people just record just a room mic, and then you get a really natural sound from your kit as well. Um, maybe it takes a little bit more tweaking with like heads and tuning and stuff like that because you don't want to have like a real dead kit, and then have a room mic, and then you can't hear anything. You know what I mean? It still has to the voicing still has to come through like balanced. But I, I and then I export. I mean, I make sure I turn on all the plugins and I export because all the all the legwork is done. So like. I'm kind of with you though. If something goes wrong, or if I fuck something up, or whatever, I'm gonna call support. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. I just know that if I go to the studio now, it's all set up and 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 good to go. So once you get to that point, I think the tech side of it is not. You don't care anymore. You're just like somebody yeah. help me and initially set it up, and then from there on, I'm good. I'll just record. Yeah, that's gonna be me. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that for hours and I can't do it. <laughs> you, you, you'll get it. You'll get it. So speaking of like microphones and stuff, uh, let's talk a little bit about gear. So mm-hmm. it, let's say you're, 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 uh, you got a gig, you're going to be using a back line. What are two pieces of gear you are bringing no matter what? If you could only bring Yo, two. So, yeah, so this one I'm definitely bringing. Oh. So this is, yeah, this is Little my Swiss. favorite Pisces. Yeah, this is the, the 10 inch. The Swiss splash. Nice. Is that your favorite symbol you have? Yeah. I love it. I'm a splash person. Like I use that splash all the time. Like, <laughs> nice. You know? Yeah. So this is definitely like the number one 
the number okay. one thing. I, I love how it's like, right, oh, you got the questions beforehand. I was like, what, do you sleep with that thing? You got it ready. You're like, oh, it's my bae. Yeah. <laughs> this one, um, definitely this one. I didn't br bring it, but I also have the, it, it's on my, it's on my kit right now. Um, it's the 14 inch, the, the Swiss Thanks. also PSTX. Okay. It's like the one I put on my hi-hat. Sick. Oh. Yeah. So imagine one of these. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of, you know, drummers do that. Maybe you've yeah. done it too. But I recently just bought that one and I've been playing it as my hi-hat. And I love it because whenever I use my left foot and I'm on the right cymbal or something, the, like, it's just a, a different sound whenever yeah. they're clashing together. And then I love the crispiness. Like for a hi-hat, I love crispy. You know, doing yeah. those like double strokes, like yeah. You know? so, um, that's also one that I would I would love to take, like if I was um going on, you know, a show or something. Okay, so yeah. both you both your Swiss splashes. I I just really love I just really love these. Like honestly, I yeah. don't know what it is. Like if I if I could have all my symbols with just like all the holes around them, I would. <laughs> I actually think I've done that before. Not gonna lie, I think Just I have all ozone a, crashes and stuff. Yeah, I think I, I do have a couple videos actually on my Instagram with just all the freaking ozones all over. I mean, I I'm right there with you. I I think also aesthetically, I mean, it, it looks badass. Like when you have the because it looks like to a layman, they're gonna be like, why why are the drums all fucked up? And it's like kind of like a intriguing to people. Right? I would get sticks caught in everything. I would just constantly what? be losing drumsticks because it gets caught in my crash or I, caught I, in the hi hat. That's hole. never happened to me. It's never happened to me. And I've used a trash crash. Uh, I I use. I think I'm actually right there with you. At one point, I had a 20 inch vintage trash crash because I use vinyl. Mm -hmm. And then I had a. Uh, 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 one of those classics customs dark like stacks where you get the china and the trash crash, but both both of the symbols have holes in them. So it's a tra it's an ozone china ozone crash, and then I had a 22 inch vinyl that I modded that I had ozone holes put in because I because I like that stuff so much, and then now I use a, um, a an ozone china like the vinyl uh, classics custom uh, trash china. So like, there's something about those like I think it's the quick it's the snap, you know you get yes. it's a real quick get in get out, and real like. Um, kind of uh, like that quick decay but it's it's like they have this signature like attack to them it's like it's like more of a bite but then it gets it, it goes away quicker it's hard to describe but yeah i'm right there with you i think it's funny that you chose really used the like hold crashes and stuff do you guys find do they break more easily or anything like that like a little, do they... a little bit a little bit a, those little spider cracks hitter. I'm a very hard hitter. I already broke one of these, so they had to send me another one. <laughs> well, did you make it into a stack, though? Um, no, I didn't make this into a stack. I, I just the broken, one, the broken one. Oh, the broken one to make it into a stack? I should have done that, but they made me send it back because they, oh. they gave me this one. Oh, yeah. it's a warranty? Um, kind of, yeah. Oh, cool. Are, are you are you for that situation? Are you endorsed by Pisces? Yes. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they picked up a ton of artists lately. I was like, what is going on? They yeah. like cuz I, I don't really I mean, I follow a lot of drummers on Instagram, but I was like, this is very noticeable. Like they are, they made a push. There I've seen at least five, there's at least 5 drummers that I know of that just jumped ship from companies to Peisty. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
And and did you have you always played Pisces or did you? It was well, I've never so I never really owned my own symbols. Um, but you know, I like growing up at church, like I would play Sabian, and then at Berkeley they had a lot of Zildjian, so I was never really um, surrounded by by Pisces. Um, but whenever they let me try like my own things, like my own sound, I was like, oh dang, like you know, I kind of dig Pisces. Um, and their symbols are amazing. Like they really, um, they really shocked me. Like whenever they sent the symbols to me and I started playing them, I was like, yo, like a a lot of it is music. Like their, their sounds Mm -hmm. is just very, they're very rare because you don't hear their sounds with other symbols as well. But, um, but yeah, I didn't really grow up playing, playing Pisces because I was never really surrounded by it. And I never like owned my own symbols until now. Yeah. So, and now I have Pisces. It, it, it is really interesting that, you know, like, I I don't feel the same way about all drum companies, but I mean, like, well, I, I guess I do. I mean, they're, they're like, every cymbal company makes good cymbals. Yeah, like, right. I mean, I mean, if we're talking about, like, the big four or the big five or whatever, like, Sabian has, has I mean, I, I started out with XS20s, so, I mean, my, my first cymbal pack, and I mean, I know y'all can relate to this as well. When you get your own cymbals for the first time, it's like, mm-hmm. if you touch these, I'm going to shoot you in the face. That was cool. <laughs> like, the Pisces symbols. I was like, oh my hands God, off. now I understand. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's like, this is a huge step. And I got the XS20 pack. I got the, the full pack was like $700. Two crashes, hi-hats, ride, China, and splash. It was like 700 bucks from this website, massmusic.net, which is now gone. But they had these insane deals. And I'm in college and I'm broke. So I get this thing shipped to me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have this full symbol. So, like, Sabian was, like, my heart for a long time. But yeah. then I just started using mis- mismatch symbols, like I uh, the A, the EFX um, crash from Zildjian. Like, that's that was my first trash crash, and I was, like, fell in love with that, obviously. But then I gravitated towards Minel. But it's like, I watch these videos, and, like, Peisty stuff, like, they're, especially the, the color tone um, mm-hmm. stuff. Like the yeah. blue and the red symbols and stuff, and like Eric Moore kind of like uses different stuff in his setup and the the, the different lines. Sabian has come up with uh, incredibly amazing stuff, and even Zildjian. I mean, Zildjian's probably my least favorite, but they have come out with a lot of like the raw crashes and the, like the chopper hi hats and like they're oh, just, yeah. and the and the K Constantinopoles and stuff like that are just gorgeous. The special dry line is is good. So there's always like, I just find it really interesting to talk about this kind of thing because everybody has their own preferences but i like how you said what is my sound yeah not what is my brand loyalty or what what am i what did, what did i always play in church or whatever like fuck all that just what what, what kind of sound right. do you want and then just gravitate towards that because i play minor you play pisces brett you play zildjian right yeah so i mean everybody's got their own thing you know it's and that's 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 cool yeah and for me i always need a splash <laughs> yeah always. yeah so you know, what? I'm gonna because I asked for two pieces of gear and you named both splashes. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I want to I want to know what it yeah. is. So I'll count the two symbols as one. Talk to talk to me about something else. Yeah, one more piece of gear you have to bring to every gig. Let's see, let's see. Hmm. Dang, I would say I honestly would say my reflex pad. Really? Like, okay, like, I'll honestly, take that. Yeah, honestly, cause cause for me, um. I don't know, like whatever they they have on the drums, I'll make use of it. I've been in a situation where um, 
we were we were at rehearsal and then someone someone gave gave me just a hi-hat one symbol a snare like that's it so you just make the use of it you know no kick drum <laughs> and kick drum oh, okay i was like damn <laughs> yeah just... um so i kind of got used to like not really like like va valuing um things that i need to 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 play i kind of just make whatever is out of it but i feel like the reflex pad definitely like before i start playing anything like the, like just literally like a, a minute into into it is already enough for me to like be warm around like the whole kit nice, i would nice. like if i were to take my reflex pad everywhere i go like definitely for sure um but other than the splash because i know you guys want some something else no i no, you know what i actually really like the reflex answer because yeah, most of the time we're gonna get you know uh, this symbol or my bass, you know, bass drum pedal 90% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I love your attitude of I'll play whatever trash cans they have for me. I just need my pad to warm up first. Yeah, maybe. I love that. That is maybe awesome. It's, maybe it's my mentality where at Berkeley, like when we go to, to the practice rooms, like the drums are shitty. Yeah, you're not, and you're not, and I'm sure people are like, know which one is the best drum set and everybody wants to get to that one first. Yes, yes. There was maybe like three, three or four. That's the, that's so funny. How did you know that? <laughs> I, it's just like a rehearsal room. Yeah. yeah. Any rehearsal room where it's, you know, you rent an hourly rehearsal. You're like, yeah. oh, I hope room B is available. They at least got a Pacific <laughs> kit that isn't falling apart. I was just, I was just getting ready to say, uh, is one B open? It's like, nah, man, sorry. I was just thinking one B in my mind and be like, we, we got one C. I was like, oh, no, nah, I can't. And I you're can't play in one of the C. regular rooms because you can't afford the showcase room. So yeah, 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 exactly. But um, yeah, I guess the reflex pad. <laughs> I know I like I like that because you know I I a lot there are a lot of drummers that do not warm up. There are yeah, so there is. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done it I've done it a couple times, but every time I do warm up, it's a whole different world when I start playing. It's your it's yes I I've, I've, yeah I've I've missed warming up because I was too busy chatting or something with people or uh, uh, but like when I do get a chance to sit there with a practice pad, it it's. A world of difference once you start playing. I'm I'm get I have um, it sounds really dumb, but I, I realized in, in the last video I made that I, I posted yesterday is a practice pad video, and I'm like, why don't I have practice pad sticks? I'm like, I use the sticks with like chunks taken out of them or whatever. <laughs> but this 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 conversation has motivated me to buy another reflex pad and a snare stand and just have like a home setup, and I'll just have my you know sticks that I only use for the pads, so they'll never get chewed up or anything like that, and just have it right there and and just work on stuff because it, it's and we could talk for another hour about this whole topic but or this specific topic but like you sometimes you just stop practicing yeah you know, that, that's been me for a while too yeah you don't really work on anything and then it's just like you can feel your it's and it's like the videos like i don't want to look at my videos and be like i'm exactly the same as i was a year ago i'm just posting like the same shit or i haven't like changed anything like i haven't evolved or like worked on something new like that that's that's what i love about music is there's always like another there's always another like challenge so if, you, if you're looking for it you know and so, so i think the challenge and, and it's interesting the next challenge is why don't you start playing on a practice pad when i first started i was practice all the fucking time you know and now and then when you get to a certain level you just 
stop doing it. And it's very interesting why. It's like, we can always get better. So why wouldn't you just keep right. You know, and it was actually, it wasn't while we interviewed him, but it was Josh that told me this a while ago because I was saying I felt, unmo it was, I was really odd that I felt unmotivated to practice drums, but I wanted to practice guitar to get better because I'm not much of a guitarist. But, and he was like, it's because you already know how to play drums. And when you are, you know, it's, it's kind of like you are, when you're already there, there's not a lot of motivation to learn little bits more, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's not that same hunger as when you're a kid and you're like, I want to play like the guy I'm watching in this video or at this concert. And it kind of made sense to me. I was like, it's, I already know how to play. So it's like, you know, almost my brain being stubborn. It's like, you already know why, why waste the time to get better. Mm -hmm. Waste the time, I should say. But uh yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think once you get to a certain point, once you get better and you get, you know, for all, for you get good, you don't have quite as much motivation to practice because once you're pretty decent, the, I feel like everything's incremental at that point. Yeah. yeah. You it, know, once you first start playing and you get down that lick, it's like, oh shit, I just jumped leap into mounds. Yeah. Whereas now, now you're just like, oh, okay. I learned these, these others and it adds to your playing. And not taking away from that, but it's just, it doesn't have that same excitement when you learn something now as it did when you were just started playing drums. Well, and that, and that's, that's the culture too, right? Like you, you always want to be wowed, like everything, the world's at, at your fingertips, you know, Amazon prime. I mean, I can get something shipped to me sometimes in the same day, you know, it's like, I don't have to work for anything, yep. you know, it's like, so why can't I just automate my, my music progress? Why can't I just, uh, right. you know type in the magic type in the cheat code or something and then yes. the world just is unlocked and i can do anything well that's exactly why you have half these youtube videos that are like you know faster hands in three days just yeah. learn this method get abs in two days two days right <laughs> you know no and everybody no everybody wants instant gratification they don't want to put in that time for that incremental effort to get those wow moments yep yeah great that's, point. Whole, that's our generation now that's the whole point of tiktok Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you were saying viral 15 second things, I'm like, yeah. And, and, uh, my, my drummer friend or actually my old boss at Drumeo, um, would be like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm posting stuff on TikTok, but I can't post the same stuff I do on Instagram. And I was like, that's interesting to me because you kind of have to like, you don't have to like not be true to yourself, but you kind of have to be a chameleon if you will. And you have to be like, well, what do my viewers want? And then at, at what point do you do you say, well, I, I want what I want. Like, I want to post my stuff wherever it is. Like, and this is why, why my TikTok has horrible yeah. views because I literally just post my Instagram stuff to TikTok because yeah. I have no idea how to TikTok. You, 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 right. you, yeah, yeah, it doesn't doesn't work. They're all different. <laughs> Money. Yeah. I think we got one more. Yeah, we got, we got a couple more. We can tie these together, though, kind of. So... I believe you said earlier, you you mentioned one of your professors was basically the reason you started playing drums. Yeah. So well, the question was, who was the drummer band or moment that made you realize you want to start playing drums? Like, did you have, I, I specifically, I have this moment where I was like, okay, I want to do that. And I knew from, and then from that point on, I was all about drums. Do you have that moment? Like someone you saw or a video or whatever? Yeah, I bring this up all the time to him. I kind of try to remind him too. Uh, so it was James Murphy. It was my third semester at Berkeley. No, it was my second or third. And I remember, no, it was my third because that's when I started taking classes with him. And um, he invited, you know, all his, all his students to a show that he was having at Berkeley. And I remember just watching him play. Um, 
and I like got goosebumps because I was like oh my god I want to play exactly like that and I still remember like like the memory like I, I'm still like picturing him playing on the kit with his band in like a super small Berkeley stage and I was just like blown away I was like yo how is he doing all that like how is he doing that with his foot and then still playing and then he's he's like on perfect timing and everything and I was like dang and I was trying to picture myself up there trying to look cool playing that and I was like okay it's a done deal like if me if I can go up there and do that like that's just like that's that's a whole that's a whole vibe you know yeah so so, so I still I think it was like September if I'm being very neurotic about it right now like, <laughs> like September like 19th or something I remember it was in September though like beginning of the school year where I watched him and I was like that's it like it's a wrap like now I actually do want to play drums so so wait wait when you attend when you first attended Berkeley were you not going for drums I was, but the thing is, so um, I couldn't really afford to live in Boston yet. So I was living like more than an hour away from Boston, okay. from Massachusetts. And I would take a three hour commute in the morning from 6 a.m. to go to 9 a.m. And then right when school ended, I had to go back and I wouldn't get home till maybe like 6 p.m. So it was just a horrible, like, it was all mental and physical because I literally like the train and everything, it's all physical and like I was just so tired I was so tired and that first year like I just wanted to give up and then comparing myself all the damn time you know I was like I'm tired like I'm not gonna do this like why am I gonna suffer if, if you know why why put myself through this you know so but then uh -huh. a friend a friend of mine was like um yeah those were crazy days like I would wake up straight up like at six to go on the train come back literally 12 hours later to come back home and then it was tough for me too because I couldn't practice as much because I didn't have um, time to practice at Berkeley because I had to take the train. So yeah. I was like, "How am I gonna? How am I gonna keep this up? Like, that's not fair. I have friends practicing all the freaking time. Me, I can only squeeze in like two hour practice time, and yeah. then I have to go back home all all the way on the commuter rail. It was it was insane. Like my first year was horrible, and not many people know that. Only my like close friends know that. Um, so I was going to quit until a friend of mine was like, nah, take James Murphy. Like, trust me. So then that's whenever I ended up knowing about James Murphy. You know, I sat down, I watched him and I was like, this is a wrap. Like, I want to play. Nice. I remember saying, obviously, I don't want to play exactly like him. But I, like it was he was just so good. I was like, dang, I want to play exactly like that. You know? Yeah. So so dumb question. You but you this was like your third semester at Berkeley. But you went to Berkeley originally for drums. So like, yeah. So, so re rewind a, a bit further back. Like, how did you get motivated? Like, what made you want to pick up drumsticks for the first time ever? Yeah, that's that's, that's a better way of saying. It. So, um, when I was when I was very small, my older brother he would always put me on his lap, like just to play drums. But that was just whatever. Um, but they found that I can actually like actually play drums. You know, you had some rhythm. Yeah. So this is actually a funny story that I'm gonna say. Um, I kind of like saying it because me, I'm actually like. You know, a little, I'm, I'm like, just the stories to me is cool. Go for so, it. so whatever, um, I, I, I could pick up rhythm when I was very small. What That was something. So then I was playing sports my whole life. Like I'm a very um, like athletic person. Um, sports was my, my life. Like I wanted to go to school for sports. I wanted mm -hmm. to, you know, do sports all the time. Um, and then I quit, I quit sports when I was about like 15 or 16. 
and then um drums was all was sort of always in my life like it was and then it wasn't because i was mainly with sports but i played um drums at church like a church asked me to play drums when i was about um i think like it was 14 15 i don't really remember the age but i was in high school when they asked me to play so i would play drums right it wasn't like the biggest passion but it was something that i knew i was good at enough to have fun with it so it was like a hobby and then um sports was my main focus and then when I had to go to college, my mom was like, what are you going to do for college? And I was like, hmm, I'm not going to go to college. And then she was like, no, you have to go to college, you know? So, um, you know, I, my grades weren't that good. I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere because my, uh, my SAT scores were, like, really bad. I, they were very bad, like, very bad. That's all I, I'm gonna say. But <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my mom wanted me to retry the the thing to get a better score, and I was like, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Um, so then my friend actually, who is from Boston, he was like, Have you heard of Berkeley? I was like, Not really. He was like, Look it up. You don't need to send your grades or anything. So then I was like, Okay. So I looked it up, and I saw that Berkeley, you know, you don't need to send in. Um, well, you need to send on all your grades and things like that, but they don't really mind that. They just care for the audition and the interview, you know, mm -hmm. the interview aspect of it to get into the school. So I did that and I was like, okay, well, I've never really focused, focused on drums, but um, it's always been something that I'm good at. So why not like actually pursue it, you know? Yeah. So I did that. And then, you know, I got into Berkeley um, the first year, you know, I was just going through the motions. Um, I'm not going to be one of those drummers where, you know, I'm going to hype up the drums because I'm on a podcast for drums. Like, honestly, like I wasn't like a real drummer at that time. Mm. Um, but it wasn't until I think honestly, like the story that I'm about that I already told you with James, like that's literally what made me want to okay. legit so, wow. with, passion, with passion before it wasn't passion. It was okay. just six, something for fun, but it wasn't okay. like a, uh, like, like, uh, this is drums. It was more, it was more of a fun hobby on the side. Right. Something that came natural. And then, um, the only way I, I played was at church because I never really played at home or anything. It was just church. And then so up until you went to Berkeley, could you read music or anything? Oh no. Okay. So you, so you're, so that's why wow. that was your initial story. You were, you were just kind of, uh, barely playing drums for the most exactly. part here and there. Yeah, a lot of people think like I grew up like playing drums 24 seven when that wasn't the case at all. It was just something that I was, you know, a little bit good at. So I was able to get by if you were recording okay. for a minute, I was able to get by playing drums, you know, wow. but um, but I, obviously I wouldn't be able to play the way I'm playing now. I would just play drums because it was just something that came natural. Um, so you really you learned everything at Berkeley for the most everything. part. Everything like every everything that's everything. wow okay yeah so literally like i if if you were to call me like a professional musician i would say since berkeley okay yeah so four Pretty years cool. four years that's Coming awesome five now yeah i mean that's that's a really inspirational story actually because i mean you you it didn't sound like drums were a big priority for you they were and, not, and, 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 and it was a 180 once you had that experience with James. So yeah. you kind of went, you kind of just went to Berkeley to appease your mo your mom's wanting you to go to college, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, that's dope. So, 
Yeah, so uh, that's why I love that story too, because like they, I've learned so many lessons from it, you know, just so many lessons from it. But but yeah, so that's how it, that's like because of James Murphy, that's how I ended up loving the drums. But if it wasn't for my mom telling me to go to school, you know, then that wouldn't have happened. But if it wasn't also for like like I'm not saying to have bad grades, you know, that's not what I'm saying. But like <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't for like you know my my grades maybe i would have gone into another school but no like i think everything happens for a reason you know it, yeah. it all just ended up going the way it was supposed to be that's awesome that's really cool that's a super inspirational story because i mean I, i'm sure there's a lot of other people in your exact same situation yeah like, like starting late like you, you know i i consider myself as a late drummer you know but you know just if you apply time like wow and being consistent a week can take you places just a yeah. week yeah. you know I, I'm, de I'm definitely like no I, i'm not a bullshitter like i'm a i'm a real direct honest person like i mean i i feel inspired to wow pick up the practice pad and like actually i mean it's just not an excuse like if i'm at work if i'm at the office can't be like yo uh everybody put your earplugs in i'm just gonna hit some snare chops real quick so if you're on a call just mute or something you know you can't or you can't just bust out the practice pad at your desk at the call center you know like it, it doesn't work that way like you may be able to do it on a break or something but here i can do it i'm 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 i'm, I'm at my apartment i can i can literally drum whenever i want you know and i think i've been in that situation too i think sometimes we just get too comfortable you know yeah we just get too comfortable and then we don't want to you know do that extra not extra but we don't want to just practice like sometimes i'll be here like at my desk my tv's on like sometimes I'm chilling and I'm like, why don't I just practice while I'm watching TV? It's not that yeah. hard, you know? And then sometimes yeah. I'm like, but I don't want to. I just want to watch TV. So yeah. it's at the end of the day, it's like you got to really want it. <laughs> just just put a reflex pad in every room in your house. <laughs> right? Everywhere. No, 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 matter, no matter what you're doing. I mean, you could be washing bad. dishes with one hand and working on single strokes. <laughs> or working on like molar technique, like push pulls shit, you know? I have had my practice pad in the passenger seat of my car. <laughs> I, just, I just worked on finger technique with my right hand. That's and amazing. Hands and then did it on my left hand. That's, That's amazing. Did, did you see that video of the guy that sets up like the, I think he's playing to like, um, uh, what is that Phil Collins song? Did it, did it, did it. Mm, mm, um, uh, easy, easy lover, easy lover. She's an easy lover, you know. But he, he's yeah. playing to that, and he's got a cowbell. I think it's a Tesla. I think it's driving itself. So I think he's doing it sort of safe. But he's got a drumstick with one of those rubber tips, like the uh -huh. practice sticks, and he's got a splash somehow mounted on his dashboard <laughs> cowbell. And then he's playing on the dashboard as well. But he's just like jamming in his car. I have not Man, seen that. I'm gonna have to look that up. I, me, me and my dad always used to talk about because we always used to drum on our steer on our steering wheel all the time. It'd be cool if you set up triggers in your steering. I'm, obviously, you would have to. No one, no car company would ever do this. But like, I I know we all do. You don't have to tell me that you that if you do it or not because I already know that you do. Your bass drum foot is going in the car when you're jamming out to music, and you're playing your drum set on your steering wheel, and on your left foot, you know, you're you're playing the bass drum parts, right? Yep. So so if there's a kick trigger there, and there's some sort of like you know triggers in the steering wheel and it's different zones your, on the steering yeah wheel. different tones like here's your toms you can customize it whatever then it plays through your car speakers then you could actually play the kit while you're driving uh, on your steering wheel you know i mean it'd, it'd be kind of there know, would be, be dangerous so many fuck, car but. accidents because <laughs> some guy would be like wait oh what was that lick hold on hold yeah, on yeah i gotta pull over focusing on this beating on the steering wheel yeah exactly exactly 
That's good shit. Oh, we got one more question for you. So if you could play drums for any band, any artist, past, present, future, whatever, who would it be? Well, you said past, future. Past, present, or future. Any artist you could, if your dream artist that you could play drums for. My answer. How many answers can I get? <laughs> Your top. I'll give you top three. Top three artists oh, that you can play perfect. drums for. Okay, so past Michael Jackson, now Justin Bieber, and also Jay Balvin. I don't know if you know him, but he's a Colombian reggaeton artist. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus, I think Marcus Thompson plays for him. Okay. Um, yeah, you should check him out. Um, him playing live is so dope. But definitely Michael Jackson, Justin Bieber and um jay balvin nice justin bieber has always been my number one though it's not because i'm a girl it's just because he's very talented okay (laughs) no i i I, my mind didn't even go there because i I, Uh, he's he's a very interesting i am one of those people i don't care why you like your music if if you get enjoyment out of music cool and also uh sticks taylor oh man have you seen their stuff lately Yes, I have. I transcribed. I'll, I'll send. I'll send you a link for something I transcribed. I transcribed um, a clip he posted on Instagram a couple months back of a transition into. Um, I don't even. I don't know the names of any of his songs, but it's so weird because I don't like Justin Bieber's music, like to listen to on like Spotify or something like that. But his live band is so ice cold that I mean, like that would be any self-respecting drummer would absolutely have a blast at his show just listening to Ricky yeah. play drums i mean he's a fucking animal i mean he, there's so many like little subtle subtleties that he does and right. little embellishments that he's just so, it's so wonderful to, to listen to him play yeah no he's definitely lucky i'm not lucky but he definitely got that gig like he deserves it yeah i, I mean everybody like in that band drummer. I mean, that's like, like yeah, yeah, he, he does uh, fit perfectly. I, I, I can't speak to the rest of the people he uses for his band, but it's all top notch. I mean, uh, yeah. extremely high level uh, playing. So, yeah, good, good picks. Yes. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, that's that's about a wrap. Yeah, I think that's about it. This was fun. Thank you so much for coming on. on. Uh, Honestly, you're one of my favorite guests we've had on. I I love your story and uh, I just, I love your outlook on things. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Brett. Take care. Thank you. Have a good one. Speak to you guys soon. Let's stay in touch.